this girl come in and she's like, I'm getting married and I want you to do my makeup. We'd never met before in life. Everybody else there had worked that job for years. Like everybody else on the makeup floor, they were like, they knew what they were doing. They also had a vested interest in making commission. And I was like, no, I live in my parents' basement. <laughs> I don't care about this job at all. Welcome to episode 22 of I'm Trying. 22 already. 22, we did it. Man. Yeah. Remember, it was just like we two episodes it. ago where we were like, wow, 20, can't believe it. Now it's like 22. It's like, wow, can't believe it. Two episodes ago, I was 29, and now oh, I'm yeah. not. Now welcome I'm... to uh, welcome to this phase of your life. I've been crying for two weeks straight. <laughs> That's not true. You've been having a great <laughs> no, time. No, it's actually been, Yeah. The 30s are great. You've had a great two weeks. Yeah. Like, honest, I can't think of a better birthday party than Just for Laughs. Well, that <laughs> that makes it sound like I made Just for Laughs my yeah, birthday you did. party. You didn't? I You didn't should've. organize the two-week comedy <laughs> festival and got some of the biggest names in the universe of comedy to come yeah. celebrate your existence? And then Just for Laughs sounds almost like Janelle Dennis, so... You... It's such a, <laughs> you hearing I'm yourself so, It's things. so crazy that everyone fell for it. What was the What was the song where you heard your own name in it, too? Oh, everyone hears it. Wonderwall. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so Wonderwall and... I don't believe anybody feels the way I do about, about Janelle. Janelle. Yeah, yeah. So Wonderwall and Just for Laughs are both actually you. That's, yeah. That's wow. Okay. We're good. The two, two, uh, pillars two, of culture. Two pillars of culture, two things that white guys love. <laughs> <laughs> I don't love Wonderwall, but that's okay. Oh, okay. Uh, and I haven't been to Just for Less, but it seems cool. I like, like, yeah. was it really like, have you, well, first of all, have you ever been to it before? No. So this was actually like huge. Yeah. And the first time I was at, uh, uh, the first time I was in Montreal, or no, the last time I was in Montreal was when I was 18. It's been it's like 2006 years? or something. Yeah. Wow. And it was only for New Year's because the legal drinking age there is 18. Oh, other than so, Ta- Toronto? Toronto's 19. So we're like, we need to get in one year early. <laughs> <laughs> you, you sound like Americans who are like crossing oh, the yeah, border. Oh, yeah, 21. That's yeah, yeah, brutal. Yeah. I've heard a lot of those kinds of stories. People like, oh, I live in Minnesota, so I'm going to just cross the border well, real quick. Yeah. But Montreal is so beautiful. Oh, such a great time. And even yeah. before that was in Toronto, which was amazing. It was great weather the whole time. Aww. Got to see my friends. Met Spike Lee. Met I totally Spike forgot Lee. about that. You had, you have, well, you, you posted the picture. It was you and Aaliyah uh, with Spike Lee. And is what you posted as the caption actually what happened? That's exactly what happened. Okay, can you please explain that? Because that is very funny. Yeah, so... It was, so, you know, Toronto International Film Festival, mm-hmm. TIFF. TIFF. So TIFF happens all year in non-festival format. Sure. Just like, kind of like IFC in New York. Yeah, just like throughout the country. Yeah. Yeah, 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 So, you know, art house film, all different types of films from all over the world. So TIFF had the 30th anniversary screening of Do the Right Thing, mm-hmm. which is one of the best movies Ever. of all time. Yeah. And Spike Lee was the special guest. So it was mm-hmm. Q&A with Spike Lee after. And then one of my best friends, shout out Jordan Swami, and his um, production group, they they do a lot of things. They do they put on parties. They have online communities, all mm-hmm. that, called Boosie Fade. So Jordan and Boosie Fade were community partners mm-hmm. for this event. Sure. So already I didn't even think I'd be it because it was sold out. Yeah. Like as soon as it 
it was pre-sale for members and then um, regular sale. It was already Instantly. sold out within minutes. Yeah, of course. Because one theater, Spike Lee's going to be there. 30th anniversary, do the right thing in yeah, no chance restored that digital 4KD 3CP. <laughs> in Technicolor. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and so, and then, um, so I'm like, oh man, I'm so upset. I'm like, it's mm. sold out. And he's like, actually, for Boosie Fed members, there's going to be another block of tickets released. Oh. So I got in, got the tickets. And then when me and Leah got there, we got there like right on time, mm-hmm. which uh, is early for me. Um, got there right on time. So our seats were given away. Mm. Where we were supposed to sit. We were like five rows back or something. So we ended up, there ended up being two seats in the front row. Which I thought would be horrible. Okay, but how- time out. Time to clarify. Because you were late, <laughs> you got to sit directly in front of Spike Lee. Yes. Dear God. <laughs> Like, do you, if if you do not believe in law of attraction, uh, uh, do the right way, thing, my ass. Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah, <laughs> show up early. Nope. nope. <laughs> do the wrong thing, and you'll get rewarded, rewarded for it. <laughs> oh come on! I think mean, when I showed up, Leah was uh, Leah. Uh, if you've been listening to the podcast, you would know her from the Ariana Grande story episode. Mm-hmm. She got there like right before me. I had this whole parking fiasco uh-huh. thing. I was actually gonna be there early, but. The parking uh-huh, was crazy. Right, yeah, whatever. Yeah, I left like an hour or I left a full like hour and a half before traffic, parking, whatever the deal was. Got out. Leah's taking a video. I'm like, we have no time for selfie videos right now. What have you been doing? She go. Oh, it was for the radio station promoting the whatever. I'm like, okay, we yeah, need to go yeah. in. And um, there was fiasco with that with the ticket. They're like, okay, maybe too late to go in. You have to. Oh no, I mm-hmm. open up my email for the mobile ticket. Email just completely gone. Okay. I took a screen cap of it, and then they're like, no, we need the actual email because whatever, whatever, QR code, blah, blah, blah. And they're like, no, we need the actual email. So I'm like, okay, I'll pull it up. I just screenshotted it like two hours ago. Email was gone. Checked inbox, all the other boxes, trash. Weird. Disappeared. I'm like, oh, my God. Having a meltdown. I'm like, and I have the ticket. And yeah. I paid money for the ticket. Yeah. And you're not going to listen. So then, like, okay, if you run down, this is at, like, the one of the upper floors. Like, if you run down all the way to the bottom um, and see if you can get a physical ticket. Oh, but yeah. But we yeah. can't guarantee because, like, we're letting in the rush line right mm-hmm. now. We already started letting in the rush line. You got to go. So if you don't get there soon enough, like, a rush person might just get the last ticket. Yeah. So, like, oh, no. We end up getting the last. Uh, I, no, out of three. We got the two out of three last three seats in the house. Oh. So much that, like, we were in the front row, but we weren't sitting beside each other. That's, it was. It's whatever. Yeah. At that point, yeah. whatever. Yeah. Whatever. We're yeah. like, okay. And then also, the theater was so amazing that, you know, when in normal movie theaters, mm. when you sit at the front, you're Neck looking up, up and yeah, it's the yeah, worst. Yeah. And you're like, I'd rather just watch this on my phone. Mm-hmm. It was perfect. It was like far back on a stage, mm-hmm. crystal clear. Then when Spike Lee came out, it was like right there. And they were like, oh my God, it was amazing. He made fun of the Raptors at the end. Perfect. And, <laughs> he's, you know, basketball yeah, yeah, yeah. guy. And so then afterwards, we're getting ready to leave. Yeah. And then um, we're talking to, we bump into one of, so 
I know a couple other people that work at TIFF that yeah. I met them here in New York, but they're there. They're like, oh my God, are you going mm. to the after party? I'm like, mm. after party? You don't say. Yeah, I thought it was going to be like at a bar nearby or something. She's like, no, it's here upstairs. Um, Spike Lee's going to be there. We're okay. Like, what? So I'm like, no, he's not. I'm like, oh, no, she didn't tell Spike Lee was going to be there. She's like, we have this. So we have the after party upstairs, uh, open bar, mm-hmm. f- open food. That's my that's my favorite. I mean, yeah. Free food. So I'm like, oh, me and Lee are like, okay, we're mm-hmm. there, obviously. Yeah. So she's like, oh, you just need to have a VIP ticket, which okay. thank God printed the thing because it had the VIP on the ticket. Thank God. So we go upstairs at the free bar, free, free drinks, free food, all that. Mm-hmm. And so one of my friends comes by and she's, who also works as a part of TIFF, mm-hmm. but she also is one of the founders of this, um, this community junk feminist films where they put on screenings. And yeah, sure. I used sure. to, I, well not used to, I still host, um, some of their screenings. Mm-hmm. So she's there. She's like, Spike is here. I'm like, we're like, what? Like, and he's in a very amicable mood. Okay. Like, very approachable mood. And? And so, because you like sometimes there's been stories, you know, he doesn't take photos with people, all that. Like anybody. He was there taking photos with everyone, which Mm -hmm. I kind of didn't like because every single person was asking for photos. I'm like, he can't even have fun. Like, he can't even, every single person, like, he couldn't talk. But. Yeah. But. But (laughs) he, so me and Leah were like, whatever we do. We're not asking him for a photo. And we're then? Like, Absolutely not. Absolutely not. <laughs> definitely not. So he's like wandering around. He keeps on like glancing over and we're like, hey. He keeps glancing over and we're not, we're not asking for a He's looking at, at you. Well, this is like throughout the course of the night. So yeah. he kept on, to be fair, mostly at Leah. But uh, Still. <laughs> he keeps on like looking over and then he's like taking pictures of the people. Mm. And then Leah had a concert to go to that she had to leave. Okay. So she's like, oh, should I just like my dad is the biggest fan of Spike Lee. Should yeah, I just yeah. say because she met him in Jamaica once. She's like, should I just go up and say we met you in Jamaica? I'm like, never, ever say that. She's like, no, you're right. We can't. I can't say that. So God damn. So I'm. I kind of made this, she was going to leave. So I'm like, okay, you leave. I'm going to get my friend in mm-hmm. with your ticket. Yeah. He's like, okay, cool. So I'm getting ready. I'm texting my friend. We're getting ready. Mm-hmm. And I, she's just like, hey, you want a picture with me? All right, let's do it. And I'm like, what is happening right now? So Leah goes to Spike Lee and says, hey, well, you want a picture yeah, with me? Yeah, she's standing like maybe a foot away from him. And he's looking yeah. at her. She's like, what? You want a picture with me? All right, let's do it. And that's, then he was kind of like looking at her and he's like, okay. That's really funny. She turned him into a fan. And that's, then I, they gave oh me the, the phone to take the photo. And then she's like, no, 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 Janelle. Well, Janelle, why don't you get in it? I'm like, okay. He's like, yeah, you get in it. I'm like, oh my God, what? She Right after she was embarrassed because she was like, I think he thought that I was psycho. But I'm like, no, that's a no, hilarious that's a genius joke. move. That is a genius move yeah. to turn the also, tables like that. Also, she looked amazing. She looked like a better looking version of Rosie Perez in the movie. <laughs> I'm not even joking. If you see the picture, you know. <laughs> okay. So I'm just like, oh, it's perfect. It's such a cute joke. It was such a way to break the ice. And then afterwards, we we're talking to him. I'm like, yeah, I'm like... I um I live in Brooklyn right yeah. now. It was so great to see like mm. all of that. And he's like, "Where in Brooklyn do you live?" I'm like, <laughs> "Well, I'm like, you know the J Train." Like, I know. And he was like, 
almost like, really, really? Do I know the J train? J train, come on my now. whole life is about Brooklyn. I'm the <laughs> face of Brooklyn. Literally, literally my artistic career. Literally, on the on the J train, there's a mural of him. There is, yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. With the Brooklyn hat and everything. Yeah. So, he's like, oh, you do you live uh, in Brooklyn? We're talking about it. I'm like, mm-hmm. he's like, where, where? I'm like, Bushwick. He's like, why'd you say it like that? I'm like, well, I'm like, kind of like Bushwick, Bed-Stuy, mm-hmm. like kind of like Bushwick, Bed-Stuy border. Right He's on like, the border, wait, yeah. not Bed-Stuy? I'm like, well, I'm on the north side of the street, so mm-hmm. it, that makes it yeah, Bushwick. Yeah. He, he's like, I thought you were going to say Williamsburg. I'm so happy you didn't. Nah, <laughs> we ain't there. Yeah. yeah that's and so funny. like, I'm like, oh my God, I'm talking to you. And I don't get starstruck at all, but just like, that's I That's a reasonable love moment. That, mm-hmm. like, I'd seen, to be, to be fair, I, I, saw the movie when I was young so yeah. the whole concept of everything went over my head mm-hmm. watching it again now I'm like this whole is so feeling. relevant yeah. it called so many things it called Trump it called gentrification mm-hmm. it called global warming like so many themes from 1989 that are very relevant relevant today <laughs> and it was wow. so funny and ugh Oh, it was really it was magical. The best. Evening, huh? We're like, oh my god! And we got the picture with him. And also, I've been calling myself for the past couple of weeks, Drag Spike Lee. Drag Spike Lee. Yeah, because I dress <laughs> like I feel like I sometimes I dress like him in the glasses. Yeah. So that's special. Drag man. Spike Lee. Met. That's one way to start out a, a, a two week trip to Canada, huh? Yeah. Oh, oh my, my god, that was the first. That night. That was the first night. We'll have to hear more stories in the next few weeks. I'm excited. Yeah. Well, <laughs> oh my god. It's gonna be the intro for the next. Yeah. Year well, of the hey man, I'm not doing that much right now. I'm happy to hear this stuff. It's amazing. Yeah. Um. Anyways, let's get into. Oh, the I episode. don't know. I said yeah. Like you're not doing much. Yeah. No, Jake I'm not. I'm not. <laughs> I mean, I got like a, I have like <laughs> no, a month where I have like no work. I'm gonna have to figure out some stuff. Um. Anyways, uh, amazing. One of the people you spoke to on your trip was Aisha Brown. Uh, who is uh, who we're going to hear the episode with now Uh, Janelle did the interview while they were up in Montreal yeah it was a big big year for her it's not her first time at Just for Laughs she's taped a few she's taped a gala there before Mm -hmm. but this year she was taping a Crave special which for the Americans or non-Canadians Crave is like the Canadian Netflix or Canadian well we have Netflix there it's a streaming service yeah sure it's it's, you get a lot of TV shows and comedy on there too yeah so Um, Crave they had a few hour long specials Aisha Mm -hmm. was chosen to be one of them also she's the first black Canadian comedian to receive a Crave special which which you'll hear more about in the episode episode. Uh, Um, but there was a big article about it she hits the attention (laughs) so of course I had to get her on the podcast to embarrass her she was a great guest Uh, there are a lot of bleeps in this episode Uh, apologies for that she's a wonderful storyteller and very enthusiastic and uh, and uh, I loved hearing your conversation because you got to hang out with a lot of really cool people up there Uh, so uh, without further ado here's uh, Janelle in conversation with Aisha Brown Aisha Brown there you go I mean I have so many failures yeah (laughs) it was like uh, I felt like I had like a good poker hand I could yeah. have just put anything out there. Oh, yeah? You had a royal flush of, of okay. failures? Oh, man. Do I ever. Um, let's see. Okay, so before I did comedy, I feel like I did a lot of, like, I was very lost. Mm-hmm. So I did a lot of jobs that I had no business doing. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and so one of those jobs at one point was I, I worked at a makeup counter. Really? Yeah. Well, technically, I worked at, like, the biotherm counter, which was, like, the skincare counter. But, like, and they would, like, fill my head with lots of, like, fake science to sell people about <laughs> why the creams would work. They're like, oh, this 
this has been extracted from the oldest tree in the jungle and like bitch it's just some cream it's like <laughs> Nivea with some essential oils dropped in it and people are like I can feel it working right? like it's a lot and I the, feel my cells rejuvenating <laughs> yeah and they like made me wear like a lab coat right so I that's looked, official yeah. and it wasn't like the Clinique lab coat it looked more like a nurse's lab coat but like I definitely wasn't equipped to be a nurse at all. Like, it was just not... So you didn't go to school to be able to sell products at Biotherm? No. Well, they would, like, they'd have these, like, one-day schools where you'd, like, go there and they'd, like, brainwash you and they'd give you, like, a few free products to take home and then you'd, like, try them out and you'd be like, I, I think this works. But I was, like, in my 20s selling anti-aging products and, like, lying to older women <laughs> that I am right now. Like, yeah, this is definitely going to kill those fine lines. You want this right now. Like, this I think is, it's working for me. Yeah, yeah, look, I'm 145 years old. <laughs> but I, um, yeah, my, so that counter was attached to the Iman makeup counter. And because I'm black. Black beauty, black beauty products. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, like, because I'm black, Everyone thought I just worked at Iman. Also, my middle name's Iman. They didn't know that. But, like, for a lot of reasons, people thought I worked at Iman. Because the other person working the counter with me was this, like, older Serbian lady who didn't look like she was there to sell you black beauty products. And, like, she was good at her job. But, like, we were both part-time. So when she wasn't there, I was just there, like, and, and people would be like, oh, can you help me with makeup? And at first, I'd be like... Nah, nah, that Serbian lady isn't here. <laughs> but then after a while, I was like, okay, let me try to like figure some shit out. So like mostly my job, whenever I was like on the Iman counter, was just testing out like foundations on people. Mm. And like a lot, it was, it would make me mad because you'd have these like older black women who like have this crazy like colorism built into their head. Uh. And so I'd be like, this is your shade. And they're like, no, I'm much more light-skinned than that. And I'm like, you're f***ing delusional, right? <laughs> I'd be like, okay, whatever. Whatever you want to buy to, like, you lay your, your light-skinned head but dark body at night. Like, yeah. it just made no sense. They're like, don't you dare give me a shade, 17. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was crazy. And the thing is, is, like, you'd, you'd see these women with, like, the most beautiful skin and they'd just have the, like, like, like they, they would just want to look like ash, just to be able to say they were like a few late <laughs> shades lighter. Anyways, I would work that counter a bit. And then after a while, I just became the Iman person, right? Like I would just oh. be like the, but this was at like Sears Fairview Mall, which no longer exists. I was the only black person on the floor. So like literally I was the only black person on the floor. So people just assumed I was the expert in black beauty care. <laughs> it was... <laughs> So I'm glad you didn't tell them your middle name was Iman. They would be like, that's the Iman. <laughs> like, you guys look exactly alike. <laughs> so, um, yeah, I remember uh, I had uh, this girl come in and she's like, I'm getting married and I want you to do my makeup. We'd never met before in life. And <laughs> I was wearing a blue lab coat. <laughs> also, my makeup was some like basic bitch, whatever. Like now, like. I have, it's not like I'm great at makeup, but I've watched a lot of like black beauty tutorials mm -hmm. with a lot of people being like, girl, you need that. Like, you know, like mm -hmm. there's a lot of like, like, who's that girl? Jackie something? I don't know. There's some girl named Jackie something who's like uh, the black beauty blogger on YouTube. Oh, whoa. And, yeah. I should know her. I should know her last name. I've watched <laughs> a lot of like black beauty girls and like all their tips. And there's like way too many steps. 
But yeah. like if they're doing makeup, like they're about to go on a movie set. It's absolutely insane. <laughs> but um, my makeup back then was like one step. Like I was like, put on <laughs> foundation, done, right? Like yeah. I maybe some mascara and lip gloss. And the, the yeah. crazy thing is I had all this access to like free products and Whoa. stuff. And I would like play around on people and I wasn't the worst i guess no yeah. i was the no i was technically the worst i was, <laughs> I was the worst. comparing yourself to yeah. the other everybody else there had worked that job for years like everybody else on the makeup floor they were like they knew what they were doing they also had a vested interest in making commission and i was like no i live in my parents basement <laughs> i don't care about this job at all i also did have a weird thing about like i didn't like lying to people so much and that's yeah. all sales jobs are <laughs> so like even biotherm after a while like they were like maybe just work at iman mostly Cause like I just was bad at my job, but, uh, but this black girl came in and I feel like she was doing a wedding on the cheap, right? Like, oh. in fact, I know she was because yeah. I took that job to do her makeup for her wedding. <laughs> well, you were wearing a lab coat. Uh, she wanted some sterile makeup. Yeah. She was like, she's like, uh, yeah, will you do my makeup? Uh, and I was like, well, I, I don't really do that. And she was just like, well, you know, you know, these products and I love Iman products. And I'm like, well, I, I don't technically work for Iman. And she was yeah. like, it, I couldn't have told her anything. Yeah. Like, I would have been That's like, I'm a gonna... good sign no. to me when your makeup artist doesn't want to do I was makeup. actively explaining to her why I shouldn't be hired to do her makeup. And she was like, bitch, <laughs> you're doing my makeup. I'm like, I don't know what I have to say to her. And the crazy thing is, is like, she it wasn't to do her makeup at the store. She wanted me to go to her wedding to do her makeup. Oh my god, the <laughs> on-site makeup artist? Yes. And I was like and the thing is I had access to like the demo products. Like they let you like sign them out, right? Like yeah. so I was like I guess like I could t I had the brushes. I had all the makeup I needed and it wasn't just her makeup she wanted me to do. She wanted me to do her makeup and her like eight bridal party members. Oh my god! It was, and so she's like, also, yeah. Was she? She wasn't paying you. She was paying me. Oh my god! Yeah, she was like, but not a lot. It was yeah. a lot for me because I'm not a makeup <laughs> artist. I was like, she's like, I'll pay you two hundred, two hundred dollars, and I'm like deal like i'm like whoa two hundred dollars in 2003 yeah you got this bitch like i was like real jazzed about it so um i was like okay great you sold me on this thing i'm not prepared for and will ruin your life and your wedding pictures in the future so, <laughs> no consequences so at the time i wasn't driving so i had to get my dad to like drive me to this chick's wedding right and my dad uh on the way there he's like so you're doing someone's thing makeup for their wedding like there's a lot of like just that tone and i'm like yeah dad i'm a makeup artist now <laughs> and he's like okay cool like that's because he's seen me go through like a lot of different career shifts at that point and he's like yeah this seems about as scatterbrained as everything else you do in life yeah okay great you're a makeup artist hey i'm a geologist like he was like not feeling my um my randomness but he was he dropped me off and so I get in there and it was like, it did look like a wedding that was like being staged for like citizenship. You know what I mean? Oh no. Like no, there was no love in the room, right? Like it was a lot of- <laughs> You so, couldn't feel the love nah, that night. It was like a community center like place. And it was like, this is gonna be the ceremony and this is also gonna be the reception area. Mm. And there's gonna be minimal changes to both. And the food was just, like, all of it was just kind of like, they just slapdash this wedding together. 
So I was like, oh, this is coming together for me now. Like, you are just in a rush. And like, yeah. I was literally like the first person you saw with a makeup brush in their hand. And you're like, <laughs> I want you. <laughs> so I walk in and I they, they show me where to set up. And I set up and the girl's like, okay, so I want you to just like do the wedding party first and then like, but spend the bulk of your time on me. And I'm like, okay, cool. Sounds great. But like her wedding party was mad particular about like what was going on with her face. And it's not like I could be like, this isn't really what I do for a living. (laughs) (laughs) Standing there. Okay, calm down. I just worked the counter. I actually had like received tips from my coworkers who were like, what are you doing? Like they were like, no, no, you, you got this. You got this. And like, so they had like, one of them had given me one of those like makeup artist aprons to wear. And, like, another one had, like, written down tips, like, but the most big, like, if I hired a makeup artist and I saw them pull out a piece of paper and it said, like, clean their face first. Apply moisture. Yeah, it was, like, and I kept consulting the list. It was so bad. So then I'm doing, like, most of them were, like, not that picky because they, they knew what this was, a sham yeah. wedding. Um, I don't know if it was a sham wedding, but I feel like it must have been. Like, those are the only circumstances. It was a wedding that wasn't being taken too seriously. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. But one of the girls is like, she came with, like, like, tips and stuff. Like, she's just like, okay, I want, like, a rainbow kind of on my eyes. She's like, I want you to use as many colors as you can, but blend them so they all look like one. And I'm like... What? <laughs> and You're I'm like, well, if I know anything for being a scientist and biotherapist, <laughs> that when you do that, when you mix all the colors, you get brown. So is brown what you want? Yeah, like you, you just want some brown. So <laughs> I, I, she was like, yeah, um, just, yeah, just put a, uh, put like all the colors on my eye, and I, and I, but I, instead of just being like, like as a makeup artist, I don't think that's a good idea and I everybody has to match I was like you got me like I <laughs> I got you so I was like you want all the colors I got all the colors yeah and I literally ha- had so much makeup with me it was overwhelming so I was just like bam 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 she had a lot of colors on she looked like a mental patient <laughs> she looked like <laughs> she, she, so that was going on minimal mascara and like uh, no eyeliner Cause like wait what? No eyeliner. Like <laughs> just like I had eyeliner. I didn't apply any. She to didn't them. ask for it. Yeah, because also I was like, I gotta like get you through quick like a drive through. Cause right, like we don't have time for this. And everybody had the same. It's like, like when you go to McDonald's and then you leave the drive through and you check the bag and there's no fries. It exactly. And you know yeah, like they got like everybody got a, a piece of blush. Right. Some blush in there. There was like, I had like my little like signature touches, you know, here and there. And then, but the funny thing is, is every time I would turn around, I'd see somebody whose makeup I just did looking in the mirror, applying their own makeup. Right. (laughs) (laughs) Like a big sign. But like rainbow fish eye was like, really like she was feeling our concept. But then the bride came in and was like, what? Like, she was just like, no, you can't, you can't. She's like, everybody else looks like like the same, and you you stand out in, like, a bad way. Yeah. And, like, please, like, 
start again on her eye. Just give her the same eye as everyone else. And and the girl's like, no, like this is my eye. <laughs> this is my day. <laughs> yeah, it was crazy. And I'm like sitting there and I'm like, oh God. And it like the bride's like, I just want them all to look the same. And like, it's not going to look right for the pictures. And I'm like, you know what else isn't going to look right for the pictures? Everybody. Because I don't know what the f- I'm doing. So anyways, they like, they sorted it out amongst themselves. Where like, like the bride's like, just like take off. She's like, just take off like a little bit. And, like, we kind of, like, I put a little bit of, like, um, powder, some, like, powder on it to, like, <laughs> to make it more subtle. On top of the colors on the yeah, eyes? Yeah, But somehow it worked. <laughs> Wait, so you didn't take it off? You I didn't, didn't take it off. It? I just, I just subtle, I, I the, in the makeup like, industry. Now it's a rainbow with a cloud over yes. it. I put, I put a little cloud on that. I put a little <laughs> cloud action on that. And so she, like... She was fine, or well, like they were fine with whatever was going on with her face. And then the bri- it was a bride's turn, so the bride comes to me and has um, fake lashes on the, already. No, the uh, not on. Oh, just the fake lashes, the glue, and she's just like, "Do your do your work." And I'm, <laughs> I'm like, uh. so at this point, I'm panicking because I hadn't anticipated uh, anybody wanting fake lashes. Yeah. Be- and this is pre-YouTube days, right? So you can just go yeah, watch a tutorial. I can just quick go to the, the bathroom. bathroom. No, <laughs> I had to. I was like, OK, I'd seen it. I'd seen people put on fake lashes at work before. But it also seems like a real fucking elaborate process that involves not shaky hands. <laughs> and... <laughs> Uh, that is not what I was working with. So, like, I did her foundation, which is my, like, specialty. <laughs> and, like, yeah, I was, I realized now, too, I'm like, nobody got primer, nothing. So, like, by the end of the day, like, everybody was melting. melting off. For sure. Um, and so, yeah, so I put on her foundation. We did, like, blush. Like, some basic bitch makeup, but, like, natural. And the girl was, like, pretty. She didn't need a lot, mm-hmm. in my defense. Um, and then, yeah, then, um, uh, proceeded to apply, like, I had, like, a Q-tip, and, like, so I'd rolled out, I'd, I'd squirted out some of the glue, took the Q-tip, and, like, applied it to, like, like, you know, her, her lash line or whatever. Wait, what? That's not what you're supposed to do. Oh, really? You're supposed to put the glue on the lash band. Oh, well, that's not what I did. Uh, (laughs) I put it directly on her eye, and then I, like... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> that would explain something. She's going to have no lash, real lashes after. Well, see, so I apply her her lashes. And okay. to be honest, for the five seconds that we were in that room, the, her face looked okay. Yeah. Like, And even though, like, I, this would explain why I was getting a lot of questionable looks. <laughs> I was putting on her lashes and I was just like, this is just my technique. <laughs> <laughs> and then, like... So the wedding start. There's like a few pictures, but not from a photographer. But just, you got the lashes on. The lashes are on. Okay. For that part, and then she like is at the altar, and I'm like, oh damn, because like she's crying now. She's crying. <laughs> You're and like, who told you to cry? Yeah, like that. This I, isn't a real no wedding. No one prepared me for this. So she's crying, and one of her her lashes is straight up just like drooping over half of her eye, and she's having to hold it up. It, it was. So it was so bad. And like I was supposed to stay for like the whole wedding, right? But like they were like, please stay, you can eat, whatever. But as like before Homegirl made it down the aisle, I was packing up my supplies, trying to get the f out of this community center. But the the craziest thing, like, it was a failure. It was a failure. Um I like 
saw some of the pictures because she came back to the counter after and oh. like to show me but she wasn't mad she was like oh i just wanted in case you have like a portfolio i'm like portfolio <laughs> portfolio <laughs> what it was it was a failure but a failure that no one seemed to care about like she was the most easygoing bride i feel like this wedding was not real <laughs> like it, it felt like a prank. <laughs> like, <laughs> it was a test from uh, from the Iman to see how you like. Yeah, they do. They're like, okay, we want to know if we should hire her. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so that's that was like a failure, but that no one really acknowledged. <laughs> <laughs> and the groom just watched try lashes fall off, <laughs> and he's like, "That's that's my woman." But in the moment, did you feel... In the moment, my stomach hurt. I, I had like a... You know, people have like a fight or flight response. I flew. I like... <laughs> I flew. I like... I called my dad on my like bricky cell phone and was like, you got to come to the community center because <laughs> I'm... He's like, are you done the makeup already? I'm like, oh, I'm done. <laughs> and like, I literally was like, I, I'm wheeling my stuff out of the community center and the bride and the bridesmaids are like, oh, you're not going to stay for the rest of the wedding? Some of them looking at me like, oh, you know, <laughs> like some of them were uh, in on the fact that I was an amateur. And some of them were like legitimately like, oh, there's free chicken. Like you're going before <laughs> you the free it. chicken. But like also I saw them setting up the free chicken because that was happening during the vows. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and it looked awful. So, but I was like, oh, yeah, yeah, I got to go. I got another job to do lies lies <laughs> but yeah i i got my full 200 dollars and some pictures for my portfolio which my co-workers looked at and were like what <laughs> this was not on anybody's piece of paper that they'd written for me yeah so if you ever get tired of comedy if i ever get tired of comedy i'm pretty sure i have no skills in anything else i'm just gonna have to marry rich <laughs> Um, another question that we ask every single guest is after a moment of failure. So mm -hmm. whether it's, it's messing up some people's makeup mm -hmm. or if it's comedy related, writing related, when you, you know, if you bomb or have a not great day, what's something that you turn to for comfort or to make you feel better? Oh, um, mm -hmm. Well, now, because it's so much after the fact. Um, now when I bomb or like I have like a big failure, whether it be like emotional or whatever, uh, I play a game on my phone called Tune Blast. Wait, what? <laughs> <laughs> I'm at level like 2,951. <laughs> like it's it's completely insane, but it's it's so comforting. And I just do that. Wait, what? Tell me about this Tomb Blast game. What, what is it like? Candy Crush kind it's, of? It's very Candy Crush adjacent. It's one of those like <laughs> matchy match games. I, I don't even really. To, it's hard to describe it, but it's clearly a child's game because <laughs> <laughs> they reward you with pictures of tunes when you like reach a certain level. It's. What do you mean picture of tunes? Like, like a picture notes. of like cartoons. Like there's like a, oh. a like a jazzy wolf and like. <laughs> <laughs> it's clearly for children but it's so there's something like like a fish playing the violin yeah like it's all nonsense and like i won't lie to you and tell you that i haven't invested dollars in tune blast <laughs> i've invested a lot of money in tune for in-app purchases yeah because i'm like oh man i'm gonna really need that hammer if i want to get to the next level <laughs> 
Yeah, it's uh, but yeah, that's my like release. I'm like everything's okay if I can at the end of the day just go home and play a little tune blast. <laughs> <laughs> oh, did you yeah. want something more profound? No. <laughs> <laughs> no, I just have a question about the tune blast. So once you play it and let's say you play it and you don't beat that level, mm-hmm. are you more motivated because you're like, oh, this is such a bad day. I have to beat this level. Um, I'm, a, I'm straight up addicted to this game. <laughs> like, it, it, I don't even know if motivated is the word for it. It's, there have been, like, deadlines that I've had where I'm, I'm like, okay, I'm just going to play one quick round of Tune Blast. And then it's, like, five hours later and I'm getting, like, a text from my agent, like, hey, do you have that, like, transcript ready for that festival you booked? And I'm like, oh, you bet. There's a whole new five minutes on Tune Blast I'm working on right now. I love that. I used to be addicted to Candy Crush. Yeah, Candy Crush, I, I after a while I was like, oh, these motherfuckers are playing. They don't want me to pass this level. Like, mm. I, I was getting really mad. They want you to spend a lot of money on the in-app purchases. Yeah. I used to do that too. So I switched to another game. I don't remember what game that was. And then after a while, like, I leveled out. But Toon Blast is the longest I've lasted with a game. Yeah. Like, yeah. Like I'm, How did you find out about Toon Blast? I... I got ads for it <laughs> on YouTube, I think. Yeah. yeah, I got all these ads for it. And I'm like, well, if YouTube's recommending it, they clearly they know me. <laughs> so tried it Who out. Who am I to? Yeah. To object. God, child's games. They're so, adi- like, they're, they're like, they're going to figure out that, like, the same thing, the same endorphins or whatever, or, like, pleasure centers mm-hmm. that are, like, activated through, like, hard drugs are also activated during Toon Blast. Yeah, they do have, they do have, uh, um, why can't I think of the word? I'm like scientific results. Yo, yeah, oh, for sure. No, they do have they do have proof that when you play games, I can't say that it's specifically Tune Blast. <laughs> <laughs> but when you play games, there's there's um, there's so much thought put into everything from the sounds because oh, yeah. it activates the reward center in your brain, and your brain shoots out all those you know endorphins. Yeah. oxytocin dope actually mo- <laughs> mostly dopamine i think so that's why even with candy crush when i used to be addicted to it me and my coworker used to play it at lunch mm-hmm. and i used to have to have it on like the sound on yeah because i'm like every time i hear the crunch or the oh right <laughs> yeah or the, it's crazy like, candy blast like that like yeah. it made me feel so good it, it i actually used to turn the sound off on candy crush yeah because of the deep shame like i was like oh <laughs> this is making it so obvious that a child this is built like it's built for a child but clearly also for adults with like no impulse control <laughs> but like all like, oh, right you beat that level you ready to go to school today yeah <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they're gonna we're gonna be like twenty years from now on the streets and they'll just be like the new drug addicts will just be like people like, yo, you got that tune? You got that you got that T B and they're like they're sneaking you tune blast games on the side. It's uh yeah, it's an addiction. But yeah, that's what I do after I fail. I go immediately to things that make me feel good. Comfort foods, mm. tune blast, and sometimes I'll pop on like a show that makes me feel good that there's no anxiety in. So is that a, a comedy or? It's usually like anything a basic bitch would watch. <laughs> like, so reality, uh, Housewives. Real Housewives of, of New York. <laughs> um, Gilmore Girls. 
uh, <laughs> the like, yeah, like the office, the the American one, because mm-hmm. there's no anxiety in that. I'm like, I already know Jim and Pam are gonna be together forever. So like, you know, I don't have any yeah, feelings no about it. Yeah, there's no stakes. Any show that has like no stakes in it, I I t- put on whenever I'm feeling too anxious. Oh, yeah. Gilmore Girls is the best for that because I'm like, I don't. Every episode is like Thanksgiving. I don't understand it. Like every episode feels like it's a Thanksgiving episode. <laughs> so it was just them talking and walking. Talking, walking, drinking coffee, looking Being adorable. Witty. Yeah. Two characters named Lorelai for no goddamn reason. It's just <laughs> great. Oh, man. So the Comfort Food, Tomb Blast. Basic Bitch TV. TV. Yeah. I do know, I remember one time you watching, and I tell people this all the time, I don't know why, <laughs> you watching videos on YouTube of, <laughs> of people passing out on roller coasters. <laughs> Oh, God, yeah, that was a thing for a minute. Like, now it's just, Oh, like, you're over that now. You're the, above that? That was a phase. It's not, it's it's just so much, like, after a while, I was like, I've seen it. Like, unless there's an, a new element, like, somebody loses a wig. It's not, <laughs> it's not as fun. Now it's just, like, ever watch, like, Water Slide Fails? No. <laughs> it's so good. Water Slide Fails is fun. So it's like people go down the slide and then get stuck? Um, or just brucking up their body, like <laughs> just going way too hard down a water slide or off a water slide. Oh, um, oh also uh, musical theater fails are great. <laughs> like there's a Peter Pan <laughs> fail video that's just the best of just people, because like y- just tiny people on wires being like, accidentally like jammed through a window is the fun and, and you hear them singing like Wendy <laughs> oh it's so good so you also like seeing other people's fails yeah fail. that's the yeah. best that's yeah it is I, I guess it's like it makes me like an ass but it's no it is funny <laughs> like if somebody had my fails on video I think they'd be pretty funny. If and in fact, there are fails of mine on video. They're <laughs> called self tapes, and they're awful auditions. But yeah, I went too hard once for an audition, and I wish I could somehow scrub it from like ever having sent it off. Yeah, because it was for like, they it was for a kids show, and I was supposed to be a character who was like a werewolf. Oh. who didn't necessarily want to be a werewolf anymore but someone, <laughs> I don't want to be a werewolf. Yeah, and and then the the other characters like there's so many great things about being a werewolf and like and then turns on music and then I remember how much I love to be a werewolf. <laughs> so it's like but it's also like there was an element of it that was a little minstrelly cuz yeah, like I was like yeah. a jive talking werewolf oh. and also like and the the power of music makes me like I like I can't resist these f- beats mm. like it was really when's the moon gonna come out yeah and i went all in i went full like blackface on this werewolf and like there was a moment where like i took i took some risks like i changed the script there was like because you made a dramatic choice yeah like i took something like like a line like oh yeah like i gotta dance when there's a full moon and i was like gotta dance when there's a full moo <laughs> and they're like and it was a hard no they did not like my choices i made i had like dance moves i did that like you know, like like wolf moo, man moo, dance moo, 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 moo. oh you did like michael jackson i did thriller. like a michael jackson thriller wolfman dance and it was not it, like that's the thing when you commit to something so hard and they're still like no thank you <laughs> that is like <laughs> 
so embarrassing. And who were you reading with? Like, was the other character a, a child? Supposed to be a child that oh, bumps God. into this werewolf? Well, that was the worst part. I was doing the self tape with this like it was at like a self tape studio. Yeah. And so the other the person the reader for the self tape was this guy, and he was reading as this character who was like an old witch. Like okay. a, a witch who was like a million years old or whatever. Mm-hmm. And he was like really committing to his character. But so much so that it was outshining my portrayal <laughs> of the wolf. And he was like, he would stop the like self-tape for me and be like, okay, now in this part. He would like really question my choices, which I'm not a good actress. So like any kind of like doubting of my abilities just ruins any idea that I can have a good performance. It really like that whole self, I'll show it to you after. It's brutal. Oh it's God. so bad. Yeah, and you'll hear his voice too. He was like some, he's like a sketch nerd. Yeah. Right? So he was just like really about it. <laughs> and his head, he's like, she's not gonna. Yeah. This well, part. Oh, for sure. Or he was probably like, if she gets this part, it's because I was such an awesome witch. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, self tapes are, self tapes are the worst. Oh, I remember. So bad. But also just, I, the scrubbing the memory part is so <laughs> real because. I don't remember a lot of things. Um, like I, my long term memory is is kind of shot. I don't remember a lot of things, but I will never ever forget an audition I had to do mm-hmm. like years ago, for um, I think it was Skadeda Jones, like one of Quincy Jones's daughters, the one that mm. dated Tupac. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah, and um, I did not prep. I did not do any research whatsoever. Mm-hmm. Um, so I went into this with like a fake. American accent, like oh, yeah. I was like trying to do oh, like ha- early Halle Berry roles, like where like she baps? yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like my man Tupac, and like man, I I love him so much. That's my baby. Like, oh, so, I've like been that. there. I yeah. And they're like, oh my god, like a white girl could come in and do this better. Oh like, uh, yeah, that's the worst. It's like, so insulting too. Like, and I hope. Yeah, but they, I I hope to never run it. Like they obviously don't remember who I am at all. Yeah, but I just sitting across from them and seeing their face like drop when <laughs> they're like, "Who said the size to this girl?" You know what never though? Again. This is the problem with being black and Canadian is that we gotta eat too. Okay, <laughs> and sometimes you get asked to do auditions for parts that are like African American roles. And they, they expect you to do, like, I, I did a, an audition for, like, it was, there's some gospel group. I can't remember what they're called. The Something Sisters. They were, like, a real <laughs> gospel group. And they're, like, I think it's being produced by, like, either Missy Elliott or Queen Latifah. Whoa. Yeah. It's, like, this made-for-TV movie about these, like, you know, gospel singing sisters from, like, Detroit. Mm. And they the, my agent, and this sparked a conversation with me and my agent where I was, like, I can't be, A, if it's a singing role, please stop. Like, we all, like, especially, like, a gospel singer, you can't fake that <laughs> Right? That's embarrassing. Also, like, if it's a role that requires, like, an African-American vernacular accent, I can't do it. I, I can't. <laughs> straight any up. accent. Any accent. <laughs> I've written parts for characters with my name, called named Aisha Brown, where I had a hard time getting that down. So, like, if you're like, oh, they're slightly Jamaican, 
you. I can't do it. And it's embarrassing. And it shames all of us. And like, I, I feel like my agent will always be like, you know what? Just give it a try. You might have a take on it. And I'm like, you mean a as, a, as a fake American? They're like, I like the way she doesn't sound like anybody else in this movie. <laughs> I like the way that she doesn't sound related to any of these people who have lived in Detroit their entire life. She must have gone through some real trauma. Oh, God. Those, like, those auditions are the worst. And the, the fact that like I ever have to like tape them I, I that that sparked yeah. the conversation of like I can't do these anymore this is embarrassing and they're ruining me inside like I that like yeah I can't <laughs> so I, I relate yeah. okay so I think we're pretty much out of time but um <laughs> first I we need to bring this up so we could just find a way to insert it in the episode somehow because it will come out at least after Wednesday which <laughs> You know, how dare besides... you? I know exactly where you're going, and <laughs> you, Janelle Dennis. Besides, you know, your monumental time at Just for Laughs, um, you made history literally. You hate that I'm bringing this up right I now. I hate but you. <laughs> you made history literally by being the first black Canadian to have a Crave oh, I'm the first TV special. Black person to have a Crave comedy special. But they Crave has only existed for like three years and no <laughs> one's called me on this bullshit. So I've gone like full in. I made them make me a sash that says Miss Black Crave Canada and I wore it for my special. And they were like and there's nothing more embarrassing than explaining to like rich, powerful white people how important and black you are. Like I'm like, yes, I'm uh, I'm making a statement. I'm making history, and they're like, mm, if you say so. Like, they couldn't care less. They're like, mm, okay, Viola. <laughs> Wait, so this has obviously been you know a big time for you, and you've done a lot. You've been doing so much and a lot at the festival. One of the items of note that I think probably would go unnoticed because you've tried to make it unnoticed is you made a really important purchase. This is a witch hunt. <laughs> this is not what you told me your podcast was about. This is some bullshit. I feel like Sarah Palin and your Katie Couric right now. This is some garbage. <laughs> well, I guess, let's get deep down to the bottom of it. But uh, <laughs> can you please just... Yeah. Okay, Janelle. Tell us about... Uh, okay, so I have a boyfriend. He's a comic. His name's Hunter Collins. He's very funny. He's also super in, funny. And he's like the sweetest, most wonderful man I've ever dated, but he's also like a, deeply a child. <laughs> like he's 36, but he's a child. <laughs> and um we he's from Montreal and like 2 years ago we were by his brother's place and we walked by a window and he stopped. Like like a woman would stop when she saw like the diamond ring she wanted. <laughs> okay. He stopped in front of the store and he's like I must have her. And I looked up and it was a life-size gremlin from the movie Gremlins 2. <laughs> yeah, not even Gremlins, but Gremlins 2. It's a gremlin who's like flat. He's, he's got on a trench coat. He's like flashing the street and he's got on sunglasses. And uh, I said, and at that time, like we're moving in together soon. But at that time I was like, I don't even live with you, but absolutely under no circumstances will I allow the purchase of this ridiculous item. Like you have bills to pay. Like this is absurd. And he's and for two years he's brought it up, just like I don't know how I'm gonna get my hands on that gremlin. But I got and I'm like, well, it's probably really inconvenient, and you should just put it out of your mind, right? <laughs> Leave it alone. But then like I got like my per diem for this like writing gig I took at JFL and rather than use it to buy uh, food that I need to survive I was like I guess I'm buying this gremlin <laughs> even though he's a he's a white 
so I bought him because of course he is because no black man would want this gremlin. Um, but yeah, I went to the uh, gremlin store and this was like an ordeal. I had to like, it's not on the same side of the city that we're on. So I had to like get a cab, go there. <laughs> and like my French is so like, it's just like asking people like, oh, le magasin avec le gremlin, s'il vous plaît. Like just asking people if they know which store has the gremlin. Because yeah. And then I, I finally run into his brother who's like, oh, I know exactly which store it is. They, and I was like, is it still there? And they're like, yeah, it's still there. Of course it's still there. Nobody was going to buy this. So we get there and um, I look in the window and actually it's not as obnoxious as I remember it being because I'm looking at the wrong one. <laughs> It's exactly as obnoxious as I remember it being. And I go inside the store and the guy is like French comic book guy from The Simpsons. And I'm like, I'm like, yeah, um, can I please buy that gremlin in the window? <laughs> and he's like, how much is, is that gremlin, gremlin in the window? window? <laughs> <laughs> so I'm like, can I have that gremlin? And he's like, no. And I'm like, pardon, what? Like, what? And he's like, no, um, I have to order them in. And I don't even know if I can order them in. And I'm like, well, can you check? Like, can you just check to see if this is a possibility? So he's looking and he's like, that's my last one. And I can't order it in. They and don't make it anymore. They don't make them anymore, obviously. Because <laughs> it's 2019 and it's a goddamn gremlin. And so I'm like, well, can I buy this gremlin? Like, it's on, it's, it's featured in your window and he's like oh I just love him so much and he's like making a big deal and I'm like is he doing this to drive up the price but my man looked really wrecked he looked upset <laughs> about it and I was like look like my boyfriend saw this two years ago in your window and he really loves it and he like finally agrees to sell it to me but only because I'm like I'll send you a picture of it when we put it in his apartment <laughs> and he's like he starts writing his name down on the back of a business card and he's like like treat him well and like folds up the like the sunglasses for me, and I'm like, great! I just threw him in my purse. He looked so hurt. And then uh, the the my boyfriend's brother is like, yeah, the kids in the neighborhood are gonna be real sad. Like this gremlin is a fixture of this entire community. And, like, and that's the crazy thing is that Montreal is a cultured place that's like full of art and good food and and culture, like of of like Canada. Montreal is like everyone's like that's our Europe. <laughs> right yeah. but this one neighborhood is still not over gremlins too <laughs> it's so crazy so then i had to like but the thing is is like in the morning because you and i are in the same goddamn room and, and you're like not a morning person yeah. and i i came back from like regular shopping that yesterday morning and you're like oh where are you off to and i'm like i just gotta go run some errands and you're like i'll come with you and i'm like it's not necessary and you're like where are you going and you ask Please, me no yeah and i'm like i'm gonna go pick up a goddamn gremlin <laughs> and since that i swear to god you made sure to be anywhere that you could be that i was so that you could see me come into this hotel with a gremlin and you like would not stop laughing you've taken non-stop pictures with the gremlin you took my miss black crave canada sash put it on the gremlin desecrated it like you're disrespectful and then but you did help me you got um you did transport the gremlin across yeah the, barry taylor of comedy records is a lifesaver and he's because i'm like not taking that on a plane i'm not buying a ticket for the gremlin because it's not big like it's so big you can't, I, and you can't put it in overhead i can't put it in overhead i can't it won't because it comes on its own stand that holds its weight <laughs> <laughs> it's so inconvenient if i like and hunter is really like the best of boyfriends he's taking me to mexico in a couple weeks 
So he gets a gremlin. <laughs> he gets a goddamn gremlin. That's your proposal. That's, that's yeah, this ring. is our engagement gremlin. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> your promise gremlin. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Follow Aisha on Twitter at Aisha, that's three E's, and Instagram at Aisha Hates Posing. And keep your eyes out for her new comedy special on Crave in Canada. Oh, and if you enjoyed the show, please leave us a review on iTunes. It helps spread the word about the show like a flasher gremlin and gremlins too. <laughs> spread his, his trench coat. Mm-hmm. Yes, like the gremlins and gremlins too. Hit it, Jacob. All right. And of course, make sure you're subscribed to easily download new episodes. I'm Trying is hosted, edited, produced, and scored by Janelle Dennis and me, Jacob Derwin. Our cover art was created by the fabulous Sammy Kappa. See more of her work at sammykappa.com. That's S-A-M-I-C-A-P-P-A.com. And you can follow the show on Twitter and Instagram at I'm Trying Show. And if you want, you can follow us individually at Janelle Dennis and Jacob Derwin. If you've screwed up or embarrassed yourself and are looking for help. Or pity. Reach out to us on Twitter or email at I'm Trying Show at gmail.com and our team of crisis experts us. will be more than happy to assist you. Reasonably happy. Thank you so much for listening. And in the words of the Beatles, suddenly, suddenly someone, someone is there at the, the turnstile. turnstile. The girl with kaleidoscope eyes. Oh, you, you did the eyes better. I mean, I I always think it's better. (laughs) Say that again. One, two, testing, testing, one, two. (laughs) (laughs) You're welcome. (laughs) That will test it. Welcome to I'm (laughs) Trying. We're recording. I caught that. Uh, Good.